0: A great, very, very very grateful to be alive 100%. On that note, I want to welcome everybody to the Saturday Night Special of the World, according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to welcome the Rumblers, I want to welcome the Rumblers, the Ranthers, the Truthers, everybody out there that downloads this podcast. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts, and thank you for the people that watch us on Rumble. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And this is the Saturday Night Special of the World, according to Ben Stein. And of course, the show wouldn't be complete without Benjamin Jeremy Stein. A man of many seasons. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God and bless you. Uh, who I always say the fact that you do this show and the amount of pain you're in is extremely special. I know your knee pain you. has been terrible.
1: Terrible. It's terrible. May I, may I tell the story to our viewers and friends about it's how you're, It's your world. Well, God bless you. Bye, friends. I'll talk to you later, tell me later. Or
0: well, you might want oh, to.
1: Okay. Okay. Anyway, okay, so here get this. Uh, for a couple of years I had some pain in my knee. Not not terrible pain, but some pain. And I went in for shots in my knee with a person who's supposed to be a wizard uh orthopedic. Wait, what's that noise? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, what noise are you making? Oh, <clears throat> Anyway, very hard to get good nurses. Anyway, um, and uh, I went in to see this incredibly expensive orthopedic surgeon, gave me one shot, did nothing. Second shot was great. Third shot did nothing. I went in to see several other orthopedic surgeons, and finally, uh, my regular doctor, my internist said, oh, this guy, uh, I won't say his name, it's, it's just he's fabulous. Everyone raised about him. So I went in to see him, and he looked at me. He looked at my MRIs. And he said, you're, you're look, well, we can fix this uh, better than you. Went in for the surgery. The anest- anesthesiologist was out. with an emergency, supposedly. I had a uh, sort of fill-in anesthesiologist. She gave me a back spinal injection. And before I knew it, I was asleep. It hurt like hell, but I was asleep. And... Uh, I dreamed that I was in Winston Churchill's wartime bunker, hiding from the German V 2s and B-1s. Tremendous explosions everywhere. But I felt quite safe because I was near Winston Churchill. So I thought, well, if I'm near Winston Churchill, what could go wrong? So I woke up. Doctor was there about 6 a.m. I don't know, 5 a.m. Pictures of my old knee looked like someone had pushed, shoved a grenade in my butt, leg exploded. A bloody, horrible mess. Then, a few minutes later, he came in and said, this is your new knee. This is what your knee looks like now. And he showed me pictures of a perfect, perfect, perfect knee joint. And I oh, thought, "Oh, right, I'm all set now. Went back to sleep. I was at the hospital for several more days. And then went home and uh, had wonderful nurses. And uh, my big wifey was there and uh, uh, her wonderful nurse, and all our wonderful nurses. And uh, I noticed it was not getting better very quickly. It was getting better a little bit. Then about three or four months into it, it started to hurt like hell. Now it hurts like a mother f. And it hurts so much, it's unbelievable. Now, I have a wonderful doctor, wonderful, wonderful doctor who prescribes painkillers, but the painkillers constipate me. And constipation, as anyone can tell you, is as bad a thing as there is on this planet. So, except being a Democrat. And uh, anyway, so... uh, who
0: knows what's next? Who knows what's next? Thank God for Madam <laughs> And there you have the Saturday night special of the world, according yes, to. Yes, according yes. According to Einstein. And uh, it, it, yeah, it, it's a, a constant thing of. Uh, the constant battle
1: between man and doctor.
0: My father, God rest his soul,
1: went to the graduate school in economics during the Great Depression. and. Graduate School in Economics at the uh, uh, University of Chicago was considered the best graduate school. And my father was blessed to have as his main professor there a gentleman named Frank Knight, who said, who said, I'll give you three main lessons, three main observations I have made about life. One, take advantage of all subsidies. Two, never waste any time you can spend sleeping. And three... Bear it in mind, how many years will it be before doctors cure more people than they kill? And believe me, this has been on my mind all the time. And well, I'll go back. Uh, anyone who wants to turn it off? Ken, our son, whom we loved, like I can't even tell you how much we loved, I think, just my humble opinion, was killed by his doctor. He was seeing a so-called psychiatrist who was prescribing him powerful, super powerful psychotropic drugs with very little supervision. As far as I'm aware, I could be wrong. And I've taken some of those psychotropic drugs and they are killers. And uh, they make you feel depressed, suicidal, murderous. And uh, I took them uh, when I was a uh, first year at Yale Law School, the idiots and the student health service prescribed them for me. And I got so crazy. I remember walking around the uh, Grand Central Station in New York, wishing I were a weatherman bomber. Now, some of you are all, almost all of you are going to be too young to remember what the weatherman, weather underground was. But anyway, and uh, little by little, I realized I was too crazy to continue school and came home, lived with my mom and pa in their house, Washington, the suburb of Washington, DC, Right nice house, and uh got a job, and it was a great job. And uh it was an economist for the uh, I was an economist for the Bureau of National Affairs and then an economist for the US Department of Commerce. And uh those are days when a person could get a decent job. Anyway, I started, I mean, I'm going to, sorry to talk about the show myself, but what the hell it's called, when the really time. I started psychiatry with an incredibly famous young psychiatrist named Bob Butler. And he was great. But he smoked constantly, constantly, constantly. And, uh, crazy how much he smoked anyway i had a lot of therapy from him but it wasn't therapy like today's young people know therapy where they give you a pill take it home take it swallow it go home call me in the morning no he really thought about my life and uh, thought about his life he later became a great expert in the field of geriatric psychiatry which is what i now am geriatric And he died very young. And uh, it was, as my wife would say, heart-rendering. It was just heart-rendering. He died. And that's all. But, But anyway, I've been in psychotherapy since then. That was 1966. I provided a home and swimming pools and cars for a lot
0: of psychiatrists. There you are, and uh, that I is the world enough for now. That is the world, according to Ben Stein. And you know who could really, truly use a psychotherapist is the de- is obviously the Democrats, but the uh, socialist Democrat that pulled the fire alarm in the White House. Oh office. my God, Jamal Bowman yeah. is that his name? I believe right. so. Yes. Okay. Yeah, now, is he going to be punished for this? Of course not. Uh, you know, it's, he, he. Of course he, not. He why? It, why not? Why because, not? Because he's black, and he, right. he caused he caused the mini insurrection over there. Um, but uh, the, my my favorite thing is the true. congressman did not realize he would trigger a building alarm as he was rushing to make an urgent vote. The congressman uh-huh. re- regrets any confusion. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's very funny. I and love then, that. And, and I love the a quote uh, that he wrote about Donald Trump. No one in this country is above the law, including former President Trump. So I I I I uh I'm uh, amazed by the fact that he uh Nice work Jamal. Yeah. the, the well well done sir. And of course he's not going to get into any trouble it'll, No. It, it'll, no. It'll, it'll it'll die down in a, in a few days but this is a serious thing pulling a fire alarm to for, for whatever reason whatever crazy reason you absolutely did this but this sort of sums up who they are. There's But this it, it sums up who they are that this man is not in prison
1: immediately.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. Where are the Capitol Police? Where
1: is anyone? Where are the, where the prosecutor? Where's that crazy fool prosecutor that's prosecuting Trump?
0: What's going on here? Why is it that this man is above the law? Well, because everybody pretty much Ben, uh, you know, oddly enough, is, uh, is not oddly enough, but is is above the law. There isn't it, when you have no moral compass, when you've broken down the Constitution as much as they have in the judicial system in their favor. This this is it's their law. We're just lucky to be living in it. And First law, baby, as my wife. and I say. Law, you don't remember that if you're, if I, don't. it was a TV show with Gene Barry, wasn't it? Yes, and he used to live right down the street from Alex and me in on, Hill. You gotta give me some credit for knowing that pretty quickly. I ben. do, I give you very much credit. Th- th- that was a show, uh, give you a lot of credit from the 60s. I want to say, uh, I think so. Uh, Burke's it, Law, yeah. baby, <laughs> but no, but Ben, it, getting, it, it's it's it it, it it is a uh, uh, it it. it, it there's no reason, I mean, I mean, obviously he's crazy, but we keep continually say this on this show about, and you're bringing up therapy and psychotherapy and all this stuff. These people really need some sort of help that I don't know uh, what help they're gonna actually get. They won't get any help
1: because, because they are, as you just said several times and I said, above the law. They're Democrats, A, they're black, and they're leftists. If he were a Democrat who was a conservative and he was black, he would not be above the
0: law. But because he has a Democrat who is black and a leftist, he's above the law. Let me ask you this question. When did this really start to change? when When did this uh, this the, this hasn't obviously always been the case when 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 did this really start to change? I don't I don't really know, but I think it has something to do
1: with the war in Vietnam, because the leftists somehow in the Congress somehow got the clever idea of saying that the war in Vietnam was a racist war started by racist Republicans, even though the guy who started it was named Lyndon Baines Johnson, and the one before him was named John Fitzgerald Kennedy, and they were Democrats. And somehow they got to, to uh, commute, commingling, one might say, because I refuse to say the word conflate, except with a sneer. They got to commingling anti war and anti racism and telling the American people if you are really, if you've really got what it takes to be a hung guy, then you are, are going to be against Republicans because they are racist. And they like to start wars, despite the fact that no Republican presidents
0: start wars except ones that will be over in about six days. Except for, I mean, uh, minus... but. Uh, Nixon was, did not start the war in Vietnam. Nixon ended. No, the war no, I was going to say. I was going to say uh, Iraq. Iraq. Uh, the the fall. That was over
1: in no time at all. I, the, I know uh, the it, fallout it, took a long
0: time, but the war itself. Was over yeah, uh, no yeah. The, the fallout took uh, quite quite a many years. But you know, you bring up another. But you bring up another interesting point was which is that yeah, they have gotten away with it because can you imagine and. The commingling between Obama and, like you said, the weather on the ground, between the, the left and Teddy Kennedy, between all these people, of anybody on the right side, actually, it, it, I mean, it's sort of a, 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 a yeah, I mean, there's no, um, there is a rhyme or reason. It doesn't matter. They get away well,
1: with it. It's an ideological America now
0: in a way that has not
1: been probably since before or right immediately after the Civil War. And we are now living in a world in which uh, law means very little, race means everything. And uh, law has just been sort of left behind, it's, as I would say, heart rendering. I, I think at one point we had a, a court during the Great Depression, which was very brave and would stand up to the leftists but the uh, pressure whipped up by the very, very popular and very good-looking, Frank, very, very, very good-looking Franklin Delano Roosevelt uh, was enough to suppress, not completely suppress, but somewhat suppress the Supreme Court of the United States. But then, and then came a very, very good-looking and very, very well-regarded Republican president, Dwight David Eisenhower. And he was just, excuse me, just a wonderful president. <clears throat> but somehow, Somehow, I have no idea how the Democrats got to hang on him, the idea that he was a racist, too, although he never was in any way whatsoever. And then they got to hang on his uh, vice president, who became president after Lyndon Johnson, that he was a racist, too. So the Democrats now have two weapons. One, if you're against them, you're a racist. And two, if you're against them, you are a warmonger. And in fact, it is the Democrats who are the racists, because the Democrats are saying you have to follow our rules about race, or you're nothing, you're nothing, you're nothing, and we're going to enforce the rules about race, and you're not.
0: Extremely well said and extremely great history lesson. And I thank you for that. I uh, I've been home. It I, is my pleasure. Sir. I've been I've been home and I uh it's very interesting. I've been visiting my family, and last night I had the chance to with my nieces and nephews are extremely smart my oldest nephew is uh he's he's he works and uh he's going to dartmouth for his masters and uh Very he's an extra in, in, and, and he's got an amazing and he's got an amazing wife that's actually allowing him to yeah. do that because he has three children and wow that's amazing it, it, well it's like 29 days a year that you have to be there and then it's like, like an hour a week but still that's that, that, that that's quite a bit and we were talking about history and it's shocking how much history they don't know and because it, oh and i'm so glad you brought that up. These are, really, that's these are really well-educated people but well, they, they seem to be but they're, well they, no, as far as the educational system is they, they they got the, the education that was given to them. Uh, and well, that's uh, a, I'm afraid that doesn't mean much anymore. No, that doesn't mean at all. But my point being is, ben, is, is is that's why you're so important, because you impart on us, the people that listen to you and people like me uh, to talk about these things. And I think it's extremely important, especially as Jews. We're on the 50th year anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. It's the fiftieth anniversary. Wow, that was fast. of the Yom Kippur War, and I was. Can uh, that be? Wow, wow, that time flies when you're having fun. Yes, and I, I could be. I, I well, no, the, I think you're totally right. I think and, you're totally and, right. And, I'm, and I'm having this conversation, and uh, it, but the bigger part of the conversation was obviously what Richard Nixon did. Uh, but it also you have to really follow history to understand the present. And President Trump sadly didn't understand, I mean, not sadly, he went with his gut and he went very Nixon style against the 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 Pentagon and the, and he didn't listen. And this is and look what happens when you don't listen, Ben?
1: Well wait a minute, but he
0: but he, he he did listen I mean he he created the Abraham of course, and he brought no, the no, no, but that was anti. He went he did not. What what I'm saying, though, is uh, putting the embassies in Jerusalem. Uh, uh, There there were were a lot of different things that he did, Ben, that went against uh, firing uh, Comey initially. Remember, if he doesn't fire Comey, none of this ever happens. It just would have been. Smooth sailing. The head of the FBI is in the same game. From my bigger point, anyways, getting back to it, and we've discussed this often and oftentimes, but what Nixon did was pretty amazing. It was more than it was not just pretty amazing. It was really, really amazing. The Russians,
1: when the war started, the, the, the Russians and the Egyptians figured out a very clever strategy to attack Israel, and that was to attack crossed the Suez Canal, which Mrs. Meyer probably the worst prime minister in the history of Israel, had let decay terribly. And then they crossed over. Israeli defenses were in very poor shape. And then as the Israelis started to pull up aircraft and artillery to uh, push it back, the Egyptians, the uh, Soviets, there was the Soviets, not the Russians. The Soviets said uh, to the Israelis, You better back off here. We're going to really teach you a lesson. You boys, they, uh, the Israelis, crossed south of the Suez Canal, crossed the Red Sea, went through a sparsely populated area of Egypt, and came around behind Cairo and behind the Egyptian Seventh Army. And they had the Egyptian Seventh Army trapped. They had Cairo in their hands like a nutcracker and uh the russians became very alarmed they had thought they were going to win the war for for the arabs because they had provided the arabs with the i forget what the name number was i think it was it was the sa3 maybe sa7 super duper anti-aircraft rocket and the russians have always been very good at every kind of rocket and uh, they uh, they were shooting down the Israeli air force incredibly fast, and the Israelis were really panicked because if they didn't, if they could not control the skies above the battle zone, they were going to lose because they were well outnumbered by the Arabs and well outnumbered, especially by Arab tanks made by Russia and pretty good, pretty damn good tanks. And uh, the uh, Mister Nixon went to them and said, "Look." stop threatening Israel and the the Russians said, no, we're going to drop paratroops on top of the Israeli army and we're going to make sure the Israelis can't go anywhere now and Mr. Nixon said if you do that you're in real trouble and we're now going to DEFCON 2, I think it was either DEFCON 2 or DEFCON 3 I believe it was DEFCON 3 which meant defensive configuration 3, which meant one more step and it's nuclear war as president bush would say and uh, the russians uh had believed all the crazy lies about uh, nixon being a warmonger and they said okay we don't want nuclear war uh, fighting for egypt is not worth nuclear war and uh, we're not going to so will back off and they did now uh, that was an amazing act of love of the Jewish people and of Eretz Israel by President Nixon, never in the history of the Jewish people, the Jewish religion, and you and I both Jews. We sometimes have on this show a guy named Mr. Roth, who's not Jewish, but otherwise we were always Jewish. and Larry lot and of, have, of course, but Larry Clayman, right? And we have, uh, but uh, Mr. Nixon uh, has said was more helpful, more life saving. The Jewish people who've been on this earth for very roughly 7,000 years than any other leader ever in the history of the world. That is how important Mr. Nixon was. And yet people call him an anti-Semite.
0: Well, it it's means, unbelievable. And 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 listen, there's there's uh the State Department and his bet is his and the person that ran the State Department who was jewish himself but was not very pro-israel that most people um the uh, secretary of state i should say that most people associate nixon with and that's henry kissinger
1: well right? it was a little later
0: a little later than young Kippur. what was a he before later. that or during a little later than but little what later. was he during or prior he was
1: the head of the National Security Council or okay. our next head of it. He okay. was a very, very high advisor to Nixon. And he was advising Nixon to not arm the Israelis. And that's
0: my point. That's that's and Ben, and that's where that's that that's where the sadly where the history lesson goes to. It goes to and what you're referring to is is with Kissinger. He doesn't yeah. he, it and and he really tarnished. Nixon's legacy in that regard because he was so anti-helping and he was so closely associated with Nixon and it's 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 extremely sad and it's extremely heartbreaking and and but but getting back to it the repercussions that Nixon faced obviously was he got impeached he went he wasn't I don't think that was because of
1: Israel but certainly didn't help him and the uh it's an astonishing thing to me that the American Jewish community, very small in numbers, but very influential in many other ways, uh, has, did not rally to Nixon's defense. There was a guy named Rabbi Korff who would hold rat big rallies for Mr. Nixon. But where were the American Jews saying, this man, Mr. Nixon, whilst being beaten about the head, by the Democrats for trying to do, God only knows what, well, nothing bad. Uh, and the American Jews just kicked him in the teeth. It was just unbelievable.
0: Uh, same thing. And the same thing with President Trump. And, uh, and Claus is asking, is there an Iron Dome? Of course there's an Iron Dome. And Ben and I were talking about this the other day Israel, that I mean, they the, 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 the created a laser that could shoot a bullet. And they,
1: said, they created a system which a
0: bullet could shoot a bullet.
1: No one thought it was possible. And Reagan Reagan said, it is possible. We can do it if we really put our minds to it. And the Democrats in Congress, especially that murderer, Teddy Kennedy, uh, said, no, no, can't be done, can't be done. But it turned out it could be done. And Israel, this tiny, tiny, tiny little country, tiny, smaller than New Jersey, with like, I don't know how many people, five or six million Jews developed this amazing device. And why why aren't the Jews all over the world just going crazy with gratitude to Mr. Nixon and to America generally, and to Israel generally, for saving the Jews of the world?
0: Why why are there so many American Jews who are anti-Israel? 70%, 70%, uh, Ben, at least. 70% are anti-Israel? Well, 70% vote Democrat. And if you vote Democrat, there's a good chance. Man, is... 70% of voting Democrat is just absolutely and, and, startlingly horrible. And, and these days, Ben, it's very hard to separate the anti-Semites and the leftist party and the and the jihad squad from anything else. So yes, it's, uh, it's safe to say if you vote Democrat, you're not just voting anti-Israel, you're voting anti-America. And uh, you're voting, anti, you're voting, Fair anti, the Consti- you're voting anti the Constitution. And I know that's uh, probably not a popular thing that uh, leftists want to hear. But th- this is what happens when you get a former principal, as somebody pointed out, pulling the fire alarm <laughs> at the D. Is D- a former principal? That's what somebody said in the rants. I'm going to have to trust him on that. Uh, trust him on that. Uh, it, that 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 he's a former principal and uh, he pulled he pulled the fire alarm and, and but Ben to the bigger point is that's a really big deal and we both think January sixth was nothing I think it's a way bigger deal for a congressman to pull a fire alarm before a vote you bet
1: you bet you bet you bet and House you of try.
0: Representatives it's, it's incredible it's absolutely incredible that that happened it's
1: absolutely incredible that, that man is not in
0: prison right now you're extremely extremely well said uh and like you said nothing's gonna like nothing is absolutely nothing is gonna happen to him nothing nothing. but uh yeah i just thought it was very important my mother my mother because of the show informed me today that it was the 50th anniversary so i think uh it's uh extremely important that we realize this and uh yeah and mr nixon mr nixon who was called an anti-Semite, called every kind of
1: horrible name, saved the Jewish people no one else ever had. There had never been the head of a sovereign state that risked the future of mankind, not to mention the future of his country or their country, for uh, to save Israel. And this was an act of astonishing greatness.
0: And he gets no credit for it at all. Well, nobody, no, no, nobody, nobody saved the unborn like President Trump. And uh, well, but well, but and, put. and, and, and uh, look, think about that. I mean, it, it, the, the first Republican president, God knows, or conservative president or whatever you want to call him, and how many years they promised to do so much, Ben, but never did change the t- Supreme Court, put conservative judges that wouldn't even hear his own cases. Wouldn't even hear his own cases, but the one thing they did was overturn Roe v. Wade. This is the man that stood up for the evangelicals, stood up for the Jews in Israel. When you look at him putting the embassy, how many other countries are putting embassies in and having normalization with Israel because of President Trump? It's an absolutely amazing thing that he did, and he'll never get credit for it. He's
1: already being tortured uh, night and day for doing it, and uh, it's, it's, it's shameful. It's shameful by the way Mr. Trump is treated. And, I, of course, as we've often <clears throat> discussed on our program here, uh, Mr. Trump and Mr. Nixon, both were tortured, 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 tortured by the media and by the left wing for doing nothing wrong. They're, they're, they're just You just can't find anything they did wrong. I mean, you scrutinize, scrutinize, scrutinize the hell out of the charges Against Richard Nixon, he didn't do anything wrong. It was just, it was just a purely made-up fantasy uh,
0: wrongdoing case. He didn't do anything wrong. It was just something that the Democrats made up. I'm still trying to figure out, honestly, what when you break it down, we know. Break it down. I knew you were going to do that. Trump didn't sell any national secrets like Biden did. He didn't leverage his office for power. He didn't do any of these things. My, that, that, my, my, he leveraged Biden leveraged for money. That, that's exact. That's exactly right. I mean, they're finding uh, it, it, the amounts of money that are because when when they would bring up the the fifteen or the ten or twenty million dollars, I was like, these are some awfully bad scammers. Because if, 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 if with that power, if you only if you only got twenty million dollars, you did a really bad job. And uh I I'm venturing to say, and supposedly it's costing Hunter one million dollars a month in legal fees. Good. May may, 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 may may they make them suffer as much as they're making President Trump suffer and every person on January any every political prisoner on January sixth and everybody that's been indicted because of January sixth. May they all may 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 Hunter suffer the wrath of his any wealth that he's uh, attained. There's well, no- we want we
1: want people to be uh, we we don't
0: want the judgment to be just according to
1: what you and I say. It should be according to how the courts rule. I mean, this should be something brought before the courts. I'm staggered that the, apparently a judge in Washington, I think you know more about this than I do, Judah, found uh, Mr. Trump or, or one of his uh, colleagues guilty without there even being a trial.
0: Well, that was in New York. That was President Trump. That was. Uh, did I say Biden? I'm sorry, Mr. I meant Trump. No, no you said Washington, and I'm saying New York. Um, it happened in New York City uh, because it was brought. It, that that case was brought in New York City, and they they're he's not allowed to do business in New York City right now. He's, Amazing. He's, he's, Amazing. He has to have somebody overseeing. And when people say, mm-hmm. "What's next?" I get, you know, I guess we don't want to
1: even think about what's next.
0: I know, but that is that that's the continuation of what's next, sir, is that the, is, is stripping his business, is stripping his finances, is stripping all that stuff. And uh, it's it's a uh, it's an honest shame. And it's 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 very sad that that's the state of our uh, nation. But on the good on the good side, Ben, he is leading. He's doing well. Hopefully he continues at this pace. And uh at the end of the day, we both pray for this country. And I think. Yes, we love America. That's
1: the main thing. Best place in the world. I was sitting at lunch today out in the sun and having just a very modest, modest lunch because we only have one chocolate chip cookie with ice cream. And I was thinking, wow, this is so great. I get to be an American eating a cookie in the sunshine. And when I'm through with this cookie, I will take a nap. And then I'll be with my wifey for the rest of my of evening, my big wifey, who's the saint of saints. You you cannot imagine, really, Judah, what a fine woman this woman is. Oh, she I is can. a god. You know her well, that's She's a goddess of goddesses. There's nobody like her in the whole world. And she comes by her being a goddess. Honestly, her father was a god, and her mother was a goddess, and she is just a goddess. Of, of, beyond any measure of anyone else I've ever met. She's she's not just a fine person, although she is a very fine person, but she is a goddess. And this is a woman who was a very high official of two studios. And imagine a woman of this kind of moral character being the head of a Hollywood, not the head, but a high official of a Hollywood studio. And that's how amazing wifey is.
0: 100%. So John from Kenosha wrote, Jamal went on to found Cornerstone Academy for Social Action, a, a Bronx middle school where he served as principal for a decade. And let me tell you something. I would love to see the graduation rate and the uh, the graduation scores of that middle school. I I, I almost, I, I, for the other night I saw this. Did you see that crazy st- story where it was like, I can't remember in what city it was. And I sent the message to myself where there was pretty much zero out of 38 uh, people uh had had the math and reading skills to uh, uh to uh yeah graduated from high school. I know it's it's
1: it's unheard of, and yet I was on. I had a show. Some of you are old enough to remember it called Win Ben Stein's Money. I was privileged to have a wonderfully talented Jimmy Kimmel as my co-host, and uh, it was on for about uh, almost a thousand episodes, and I had many. Not many, but quite a few uh, very, very smart African-American contestants. African-Americans can learn. It's just that the Democrats tell them, don't bother learning. Don't bother learning. We'll give it all to you for free. Don't bother learning. But if they were told that they had to learn, they could learn plenty.
0: Okay, so this was a zero students test proficient in state math exams at 13 Baltimore high schools. Yeah, you know, this doesn't surprise me at all. I'm from Washington, D.C. I used to drive through Baltimore all the time. I
1: am uh, basically a Marylander, and uh, it, it breaks my heart to see what has happened to Maryland since the uh, Democrats, the most left-wing Democrats, took it over and told African-Americans, don't bother learning anything. We'll make sure you get taken care of, whether you learn anything or not. It's just breathtaking.
0: And on that note, I just, uh, I'm a little tired because I'm back. Right, well, it's
1: it's, it's well, 1045. I'll just say, God bless you. I, I just, can Come I give it. a
0: movie recommendation, sir, to everybody? Uh, and I might've given it the other night. It's called the covenant. It's called Guy Ritchie's the covenant. Uh, not a great name, but it's, uh, an exceptional movie. And it's about the interpreters that got left behind, uh, in Afghanistan. I mean, it, you know, in Afghanistan and it's about, uh, it's a very pro American movie. I'm. Shocked that Jake Gyllenhaal, who comes from a family not known to be very pro American, is in this extremely pro American movie. And they're extremely accurate. They don't, Guy Ritchie does not hold punches towards Biden. And how many? Pull punches. Pull punches. What did I say? Pull punches. Pull punches. I think I said pull, but pull punches. I could be tired and pull punches. And 300 of them were killed immediately. And I believe thousands of them had to had to go underground, and that's and that's something that should live in infamy. We make promises; we have to keep our promises. And we And we, pro- and we promise right. to those people. And I beg of everybody to watch the Covenant. It's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it for free. And that's my movie recommendation. Ben, you give a movie recommendation, then sing us out. And I, you know my favorite way for you on Saturday night to sing us out. Movie well, recommend? Well, I meant movie recommendation. Oh, a very hard movie to get, but it can be gotten. And that
1: is the World War II diary, World War II, day by day, 1939, 1945. It is so interesting, so detailed, magnificent, magnificent, magnificent. Makes the point that the Russians and Bolsheviks, when they took over Poland, did not treat the Poles any better than the Nazis did. Anyway, Saturday night, well, it's Saturday night. Now, just got paid a little about my money, don't try to save. All right, say go, go, have a time. Go well, Saturday night, baby. I'm feeling fine. I'm gonna rip it up. I'm gonna rock it up. I'm gonna rip it up.
0: I'm gonna rock it up. I'm gonna rip it up and ball tonight. Perfectly, night, God bless you all. God bless America. God bless Ben Stein. And I just from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for all the history you've imparted on us. Because when they said to me, It is my great pleasure. When they said to me, how do you know this much? I said, because I've gotten to hang out with you for the better part of 20 years. And I forgot tomorrow is 26 years sober. So there you are, October 1st, 1998. 26 years sober, Ben. And I thank you for all the help and love and support both you and Wifey have given me in those. In, the, in, in that, and to the people listening, they've saved my life many times over. And, uh, and my wifey
1: is a goddess.
0: Yes. And trust me, Ben, you're a great man. And God bless you. Note, you're very kind. You're God bless man. you all. God bless wife. God bless you all. Have a great night. We'll see everybody on Tuesday night.